0: Welcome to episode two of TKS Innovators. I'm your host, Naveed. I am the executive director of the Knowledge Society. Previous to that, I started a company called Airpost, which was acquired by Box.com, led their product team with artificial intelligence and deep learning, and now uh, running a program for high school students to become Olympic-level innovators and changemakers. I'm here with Ricard. Uh, Ricard, tell me a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Sure, I'm 16. And what area are you focused on and interested in right now? Right now, it's blockchain and cryptocurrency. Great. So, today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about blockchain and cryptocurrency. So, before we even get into cryptocurrency, can you just give us an overview of like what actually is blockchain? Sure. So, basically, blockchain is just a
1: decentralized ledger and you can use it for practically anything. But what makes it so attractive is that it's secure. And is also public so essentially anyone can view every transaction that happens on the blockchain and you can verify that it actually happened and on top of that despite it being public it's actually still secure so your identity is maintained so bitcoin was the first application built on
0: blockchain is that right
1: yeah so uh satoshi nakamoto the guy who invented bitcoin who could be multiple people we still don't know who he is he 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 achieved what's called distributed consensus, and he solved what's known as the Byzantine generals problem, where basically if you have, let's say, nine generals attacking a castle and they need to communicate with each other and they need to figure out, are we going to attack or are we going to retreat? And they need to message one another. How are you going to make sure that if there's there's one malicious general within the group, how are you going to make sure that he doesn't mess everything up? So basically, how are you going to verify that everyone actually said what they intend on saying, so you can achieve a consensus? So how how would that work? Uh, so normally with regular uh, before distributed consensus was achieved, you'd have you'd ha- the malicious general could basically say one thing to one party and one thing to another party, and he could cause let's say four people to retreat and four people to attack, and so therefore it wouldn't work out. But now we have, we can call it digital signatures. So using cryptography, we can actually verify that these decisions or these transactions in the case of blockchain on
0: Bitcoin, say, actually went through. Got it. So it's like everyone has to agree that this is what that general said, like a consensus. Yeah, exactly. And so since Bitcoin, how many other like tokens and coins have been created? Do you know? Yeah, so... The bi- the biggest website to check out
1: all these tokens that are widely traded would be Coin Market Cap, and the last time I checked, there was something like over thirteen hundred on it. But I mean, taking out all the trash and scam, there's probably be maybe three hundred coins, I'd say.
0: So, what's an example of like a scam coin that you've seen?
1: Uh, well, there's a there's one that's like a meme. It's called Doge Coin, and it's basically just based off of a dog (laughs) from japan and interestingly enough if you had invested in dogecoin in the beginning of january you would have made like substantially higher returns than if you had invested in bitcoin so
0: do you know how dogecoin was built um not particularly actually no i think it was like they took because bitcoin's open source they just kind of took that copy pasted it and changed the name i think it was something like that um, and that's why it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but let's talk about why blockchain is actually useful. Um, because I think currencies is one application like Bitcoin. But can you tell us about what are some other uses of blockchain?
1: Yeah, for sure. There are so many different applications. So the most immediate one that comes to my mind, you can think of like healthcare. Actually, I was at a conference, a uh, blockchain impact conference in Toronto. And I met with just a random individual in the audience, and he told me that he was actually from the Middle East and he was looking into blockchain and healthcare because they have a huge problem over there saying that once you go to a hospital, you have to go through a full checkup and every hospital doesn't have data records. But with a blockchain, you could do all the tests once and then they could host all your information on a blockchain. So it'd be secure, but within those hospitals, you could access
0: all the information directly. Nice. Um, let's talk about some of the some of the tokens right now um, that are doing interesting things. So I remember at TKS you did a presentation on a coin called Request. What does Request do? Yeah, for sure. So
1: Request is one of these coins that's actually going to make it easier for us to interact with the crypto world. So anyone, their goal is for anyone anywhere to be able to request a payment. So essentially you could just on your phone it would basically be like PayPal except without the ludicrous fees and instead you just be able to without submitting any of your bank information you just be able to request a
0: payment and transfer money instantly to anyone in the world. Cool. What's a what's one that you've looked into recently that kind of caught your eye? Um
1: there are a lot of different in, and interesting tokens right now in the crypto world. So I can go into one, for example, uh, Rayblocks. It's actually had a huge shoot shoot up recently. So maybe beginning of December, it was around 40 cents. And then in maybe two, three weeks, it shot up to almost $35. So it's huge. And the promise that it gives essentially is that it's going to have instant and fee-less transactions. So uh, it achieves this using something called a block lattice structure, which is even different from... The regular blockchain that let's say Bitcoin would use so all these emerging technologies are coming out right now Even within the field of cryptocurrency and that's why that's one of the things that I find so interesting within it
0: What about um, IOTA? Can you tell us a little bit about what they're doing differently? Sure, so IOTA is actually using something completely different than the blockchain
1: called the Tangle and actually funny enough if IOTA is to achieve what they want to achieve it would make something like Rayblocks completely uh negligible or unimportant in the future because what they want to achieve is again instant feeless transactions but and as i mentioned they're going to use something like the tank called the tango and what's cool about that is it's going to be quantum resistant so not right now with blockchains there's a huge there's a huge problem with if quantum computers become wide stream they can actually basically break a blockchain and access your public private key, sorry. So your private key is basically your, you can think of it as like your bank account password. If you have that, you have your funds. And so Iota kind of solves that problem as well. It facilitates feeless transactions and they're looking into integrating it with IOT so they basically machines could pay other machines for accessing different information, which is really cool to me.
0: So if companies like rayblocks and iota are building their technology on something that's not blockchain that sounds like it has more potential than blockchain like what might happen to like the price of bitcoin if iotas tangle is actually successful see what's really interesting
1: about bitcoin is even currently Blocks, for example, has technology that is way better than Bitcoin. If you want to go buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks using Bitcoin, it costs you like $20 because of the transaction fees most likely. And so practically, even as we're getting more wide stream attention to cryptocurrencies, particularly Bitcoin with the media, it's actually becoming less and less practical to use. But Bitcoin's more of a store of value in a sense, and it's kind of the go-between from the crypto world to the uh, fiat world or the world we live in right now with money. So while I personally, uh, Bitcoin was basically a proof of concept. It was the first real application of distributed consensus. And I don't think it was intended to be the end result or the final thing that we're going to be using. But it's interesting to see how it'll play out. I I personally don't think bitcoin should be valued as it is but i can see why why the justification is there based on the fact that it's a store of value
0: Yeah, i think a lot of people when they hear about cryptocurrency they immediately think bitcoin uh and and specific as a currency but what about companies like ethereum or cardano can you talk a little bit about what they're doing differently yeah for sure so
1: ethereum and cardano while they still could be used as let's say a currency their potential is far greater than that so uh bitcoin was built on a incomplete turing machine it's called so basically they did that to uh be able to get rid of the issue of spam attacks right so like if you can't spam the bitcoin network basically because it's too expensive to do so but with ethereum it's actually a Turing complete machine because it's not intended to be a, uh, sort of a tran- a currency or a transaction It's actually supposed to be intended to be the foundation of something far greater than that, which you can think of as like the new internet. So right now Ethereum makes it super easy to build applications on top of it. So those are called ERC 20 tokens. So if you're hearing about this new ICO craze, most of them are being built on Ethereum. So there's a lot of different interesting project, projects built on Ethereum that actually have real use cases. For example, there's one called Basic Attention Token. And what it's attempting to do is create a private browser that where you pay content providers for viewing. Uh, you're essentially rewarding content providers and you also get paid to view ads. So I have that on my laptop right now. That's actually what I use. So it's literally... This is right now the beginnings of a new revolution in the digital age. And Ethereum was at the, is pioneering that
0: right now. So that sounds interesting. So you're saying that, um, instead of going through an advertiser network, like Google, it would just be peer to peer directly from like the website to you or the ad service to you. Exactly. And also you could get paid to view ads, which is pretty cool. (laughs) So you mentioned the ERC20 tokens. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago, we hosted a private blockchain development workshop for about 10 TKS students, and you were one of the students in that workshop. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the process and actually creating an ERC20 token in a smart contract? Yeah, for sure. So actually, Ethereum makes it super easy to be able to do that, which consequently
1: is the reason why there's so many... Uh, coins out there that are you can call scammy but I'm going off on a little tangent here but there's actually some there's a, actually some tokens out there like for example quant stamp that are actually verifying smart contracts to make sure that they're actually done for their intended purpose so I think that could be a currency to watch as well because they could be huge but essentially for ERC20 tokens it's uh, basically just a process of creating a smart contract, and you can look up a tutorial on YouTube online, anything like that, and you can basically tonight, if you really wanted
0: to, make your own ERC-20 token. Do you have any um, good resources that you found that are really good at educating people on how to build these things or learn more about blockchain and cryptocurrencies? Well, I personally uh, have the
1: privilege of being able to use BlockGeeks, which is a really great resource for for learning about cryptocurrency and I really really recommend you guys check that out. But if you guys don't want to dish out that $500 fee, which I think very well merits the investment, YouTube is a great place. And even something like Reddit is usually where news is first posted. So if you
0: guys want to stay up to date with the crypto world, I'd recommend just scrolling through Reddit. Cool. Yeah, I've also heard amazing things about BlockGeeks and Amir. Uh, the founder of BlockGeeks actually posts a lot of great content on YouTube and LinkedIn about um, cryptocurrency and blockchain. So definitely a great guy to follow as well. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what your predictions are for the future of the blockchain and crypto industry? Yeah, for sure. So I, I sincerely believe that this
1: isn't a fad and that it's here to stay. But right now with all this initial hype, there's so much irrationality in the market. So you can look at that, even looking at the market caps, when you see something like Ripple, which is a service for banks and it's, it's valued at a market cap higher than a good portion of the banks it services, it makes almost no sense. Or there are, there are, there are coins out there that have market caps of billions of dollars And it's basically purely based on speculation. Like they don't have a working product out there or anything. So, and of course, all these ICOs with scams and losing investors money. So I think in the future, there's going to be a huge wipeout of a good portion of the coins, but I think cryptocurrency as a whole will be here to stay. And blockchain, the underlying technology below that is going to be applied, not just to cryptocurrency, but so many different fields. Like I mentioned, healthcare. There's also an interesting application in the field of law. So when you think about it, people want to make sure that evidence isn't tampered with. So if you stored that information on a blockchain, you'd be able to securely prove that nothing was tampered with and no
0: information or evidence was lost. So I know a lot of people in the crypto space are saying that there is a talent shortage. One of my good friends, Trevor Kaverko, who's the CEO of Polymath, um, that's trying to tokenize uh, security tokens, yeah. uh, he he tells me this all the time, you know, it's really tough to hire people, um, it's tough to find good talent. What do you think about the future of talent and blockchain? And, you know, being a, a student right now, what would you recommend to other students that are interested in getting into the space? Yeah,
1: so. I would begin with, uh, developing a solid programming background. So that could be in something like C plus or JavaScript, and then moving into something like solidity. So solidity is supposed to be built off of JavaScript essentially. So it's supposed to resemble it. And that's the programming language used for ERC 20 tokens. So anything built on Ethereum. So I'd recommend looking into that. And then also just understanding where the industry is at currently and where it's going to go. So, one thing I've been looking at recently is actually the cryptography behind all these technologies. So, what actually makes them secure? And so, in the future, for example, when quantum computers become more widespread, there will be a need for quantum cryptography
0: to make sure that it's actually secure against these computers. Before we jumped on this podcast, you were talking about you did some research into some quantum area. What, what was that again? Oh, no. Uh, it was uh, research into actually. The uh,
1: cryptographic system that Bitcoin and Ethereum use, which is called elliptical curve cryptography, which is basically just a curvy graph with some fancy math around it that (laughs) makes sure that the transactions are secure and the system as a whole is secure.
0: Cool. So what would be an easy thing to kind of build uh, for someone who wants to start developing? You know, if if I'm learning Solidity or C++ or JavaScript, what's something that I can kind of tangibly make uh, within a couple of days to test my skills?
1: Yeah, for sure. So as I mentioned before, an ERC20 token would be, I think the go-to to begin with. So it's super easy. I think even on the Ethereum website, they have all the instructions laid out, but if not there, then on YouTube or anything like that, you can access it and literally tonight, you can make your own ERC-20 token. And can I name this token anything I want? Yeah, you can name it whatever you want. You can mint it as many times as you want. And actually, a funny discussion at TS, TKS when we were actually in the blockchain training session was if I mint, let's say, a trillion of these coins and I sell one of them for a dollar, I'm I'm technically a trillionaire
0: now. <laughs> so did you make your own ERC-20 token? Uh, yeah, yeah. And what did you call it? Uh, just like Ricard coin or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on this podcast. Uh, I hope the listeners learned about blockchain and some of the cryptocurrencies uh, available. Um, do you have any final words for people that are looking into blockchain and cryptocurrency right now? Sure. I would say just don't hesitate. Right now, we're at
1: a point where there's so much. No one is even an expert, you could say, in it because the field is just constantly evolving itself. You could go into it now and not be behind and
0: be one of the innovators in the space. And that's actually what I'm trying to do. Great. Thank you very much for joining. For those of you looking to get more uh, information about blockchain cryptocurrency and how this world works, check out because It's a great source. Amir is a great guy who just knows a ton about the space.